Hello, welcome back. I am Charles Musgrove, your host of the Answers That Count podcast. Thank you for joining us again for another exciting show. And guess what? I've got Dean LaBeouf with the Brooks LaBeouf Law Firm with me again. Dean, thank you for joining us. Hi, Charles. Glad to be here. Man, we're going to talk about something. Dean, don't, do not take offense to this, but I do not like to hire attorneys. But attorneys are, sometimes they're your best friend. They're, they're people that you have to have on your team no matter what situation that you're in. You know, if you have a business, you need a good attorney. And unfortunately, if you just just being a normal citizen, a lot of times you have to have an attorney for different matters. So it's uh, don't take offense to that, Dean. I know that, that I'm setting it at arm's length and you could always punch me. So don't do that. But it's uh, attorneys can be expensive. So we don't like to pay for for attorney fees, but we just can't live without them sometimes. So, Dean, let's talk today about what you should do in selecting attorney to represent you. Sure, Charles, I'd be glad to. And, uh, you know, I understand uh, legal fees are very expensive, especially if you're paying by the hour. And I think the best tool is try and avoid conduct that puts you in a situation <laughs> where you need a lawyer. That's true. That's, uh, uh, but then that goes you, without saying, right? <laughs> if you need a lawyer, I think we ought to talk about things to consider in terms of what lawyer to hire. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's inevitable. You're going to need an attorney if you're uh, if you own a business, if you're in business, if you have an employment agreement, if you're just walking down the street, you're going to need an attorney a lot of times. So at no fault of your own, like Dean said, do not do things that's going to require you to have an attorney, like stay out of trouble. Don't don't get put in jail. But sometimes you just need an attorney for whatever happens in life. So let's go through the list. I know you've created a nice list of things that you should uh, look for to help you select the right attorney. Advertising. Right. <laughs> you know, I think the worst way to hire a lawyer is based on commercials uh, or any type of advertising because, you know, first of all, advertising is expensive. It is. And, um, you know, sooner or later, one way or another, those costs get passed on to clients. Right. Uh, secondly, People can say just about anything they want to say in advertising, and you don't have a lot to back it up. So it's really kind of the worst way, yeah. just on advertising alone, to hire a lawyer. Yeah, let's go back to advertising. So, you know, we see a, see a lot of, uh, I don't know when this came about, but it seems like all the city buses now have an attorney on the on the bus, so... I don't have any in mind particularly that I'm thinking of and and Dean you may your face may be on the side of a bus too I don't know but but uh it's it's like at some point in my in my life somebody turned the knob and said it's it's okay for attorneys to advertise and man they are like everywhere Well you know my saying is if you see us on a bus don't hire us but I, I like that <laughs> the uh you know if you get into the history of it and when I was a baby lawyer advertising pretty much wasn't even allowed Right by lawyers, and then there were some lawsuits that uh, said it was a First Amendment infringement to limit lawyers' ability to advertise. Now, lawyers are still regulated, lawyers in Florida by the Florida Bar, lawyers in other states by their own bar associations, but those regulations have been pulled back with regard to advertising, and you see some of the advertising which, quite frankly, today I find is offensive. It, it is. It's... Uh... 
it's all over. They're on billboards, they're on buses, they're on uh, city city benches. It's uh, not to even talk about TV and radio. So it's all over. Now, Dean, I have seen you on doing uh, TV advertising, advertisement. So I know that you use it. I'm sure that you're very judicious in how you spend your advertising dollars, though. Well, we are. And, and you know, we try to focus our ads on... Um, public interest information. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, that's really what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what to consider when you need a lawyer uh, in terms of selecting the right lawyer for you. Right. Let's go to the second one, experience. That that seems to be a no-brainer. Well, certainly. Uh, you know, the experience of the lawyer, and uh, we're going to talk about free initial consultations later, but, you know, when you're checking into lawyers and lawyers who may be good for your particular case, you want to know what kind of experience that particular lawyer has in the area of law that you need assistance with. You know, if this is their first rodeo dealing with a personal injury case, you probably don't want to hire them because there are plenty of good, competent lawyers who do have experience in that area. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, it's almost like when you are you are selecting your doctor, you don't go to... A heart surgeon if you have a migraine or if your toe hurts. So you want to make sure that you select your attorney based on the need that you have and the issue that that's at hand. That's exactly right. You want you don't want to go to your dentist if you got a brain tumor. That's right. Uh, and you know so that's a very important component in searching for a lawyer. Right. So let's. What is the the specialization that kind of overlaps the the uh, what we just talked about on experience, but the specialization also, you want to make sure that you get, you go to the attorney that specializes in the in the matter at hand. Well, that's right. And, you know, in the law, there are things called board certification, but there are plenty of lawyers who are very good, who have a lot of experience, who specialize in different areas of the law. And you can easily determine what the individual lawyer's specialization might be. Websites are a great source of information. Um, in terms of finding out that information. So are interviews with the prospective lawyer. Uh, so if they specialize in the area, they should understand that area of the law. If they've been successful in that area of the law, I frequently lecture. Um, I have written some publications. I teach uh, continuing education courses for lawyers in specialty areas. You know, those are the kind of things that you can do to be able to demonstrate that you're knowledgeable in the area. Right. And the good thing about the um, the digital society that we live in now where everything's public and it's on the Internet, if you're if you have that specialization and and you're doing the things like you're doing, Dean, where you're you're writing articles, you're providing education, then it's out there. Your specialization is known. So the casual reviewer of the Internet, if they're looking for a, an attorney with a specialization, they're going to be able to find that objectively. They're not going to have to ask the, the attorney, do they specialize in it, and then leave it up to them to explain it. It's going to be visible to the person looking for an attorney. I think that's mostly true. Mostly. You know, one of the problems with the Internet is it's not very well regulated, and there are plenty of things we see on the Internet that aren't true. When it goes to individual web pages, once again, it's kind of like advertising. So f some people can make statements or comments about things that aren't necessarily 100% verifiable or accurate. I bet so we're, it's just one component. I bet we're going to have another point that's going to help clarify to make sure that that specialization has been validated. Reputation. Reputation. Um, I think that that's right because, you know, 
lawyers who've been practicing for a while develop a certain reputation in the community. You generally can't go to a judge and ask a judge uh, about who they would recommend as a lawyer, but I know judges talk among themselves and uh, lawyers get reputations in the courthouse about whether they're competent, whether they cite law properly, whether they do a good job of representing their clients. But the same is true with clients. Clients will say, you know, whether the lawyer did a good job for them, whether they were honest or not. Right. Uh, same is true with lawyers. It's like with any business. If you do a good job, people are going to talk about it and they're going to refer you to their friends and the people they come in contact with. Right. I, I really love that uh, business that had the saying, we make money the old-fashioned way. We, we earn, earn it. it. Yeah. yeah. And e. I Hutton. think that's true about reputation. It takes a lifetime to build it and one bonehead move to uh, ruin it. That's true. Very good point. Number five, John, accomplishments. That well, kind of feeds into the same thing. If you're, if you have a good reputation, if you have a specialization, then you're going to have accomplishments in that area of the law. And I think that's true. It's not just successes in cases, though. Um, you can have accomplishments based on a peer review type of assessment. That's important because there actually are companies now that will sell reputation or accomplishments to lawyers hmm. and they'll say for $300 or $500 we'll give you this plaque to say you're the best lawyer in the world or you're in this percentage now there are some legitimate peer-to-peer -peer organizations where there really is a peer evaluation to measure the accomplishments of the lawyer so that's so, what you want right right so you know one of my highest honors in my mind was that I was selected by other lawyers and judges as a trial lawyer of the year. That wasn't a result of advertising or anything else, but as a result of accomplishments, accomplishments right. in my industry and a recognition by my peers. Uh, wasn't bought. Uh, another good organization is called Martindale Hubble. Right. They rate lawyers, and it's based on assessments by judges and lawyers. It's not something that the lawyer can buy. So very objective. Right. Uh, measurement of success of accomplishments right 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 very good what do we have legal, legal or community involvement you know I think that that's important because in addition to just practicing law what organizations is your lawyer involved in is he involved or she involved in organizations that you support um, you know what do they stand for because when you hire a lawyer they're very frequently partnering with you, they're standing with you, they're representing you. And if their political affiliation, if their spiritual affiliations, if their social affiliations are contrary to your beliefs, that may interfere with how effective they can be in representing you. Plus, you know, do they have a heart? Right. You know, are they involved in pro bono work? Are they involved in charitable organizations? You know, who are they? Um, so I think that that's an important thing to look at. Yeah, I think that really gives you a glimpse of the character of that person, too, the attorney that you're going to be working with, because those things are important, and those those provide some reflection on the type of attorney that you're working with. They are to me. Yeah, very good. So what is number seven, referral? You know, that is, um, I think, one of the most significant issues. Uh, if you find other clients that this lawyer has represented and they refer you to that lawyer, that's a really, really good sign. Um, 
There are also referrals among lawyers. Now, you've got to be a little bit careful here because referral among lawyers in the personal injury and medical malpractice field, they can get referral fees. So you want to make sure that the referring lawyer, even if they get a referral fee, is really giving you that referral because it's the best lawyer they right. know in the area, <laughs> right. as opposed to their own pecuniary interests of they want a piece of the attorney's fees in your case. Right. But I think referral generally across the board is going to be a powerful tool in helping you select the right lawyer. Yeah, I would agree. Personality, well, that that's uh that's always important and it's one of those subjective measurements, but you want to make sure that you get along with your attorney, right? Well, I mean, my thought is that most lawyers give free initial consultations. And if you meet this lawyer on a free initial consultation and you just don't like them, don't hire them because yeah. it's not going to get any better. Yeah, chances are if, if you have that reaction in meeting one, that's probably going to persist throughout. I think that that's totally true. So if a lawyer doesn't offer a free initial consultation, and certainly in any of the areas of injury, personal injury, uh, I think workers' compensation, medical malpractice, a good lawyer is going to want to meet the potential client. And right. now that we're passing through COVID, Hopefully meet them face-to-face. Meet them in person now, yeah. Uh, I really, that's kind of a criteria for me. And uh, Mm. when we were really at the height of lockdown and COVID, we'd set up Zoom meetings or face-to-face calls because I wanted them to have an opportunity to see and interact with me, and I wanted the same opportunity. Right. You know, one thing that you talked about, and I want to touch on this, is that you're a personal injury attorney. And... Share with us just a little bit about how, because the personal injury attorney, they get, they're compensated differently than uh, the attorneys that are getting paid by the hour. So I know that that is oftentimes misunderstood or, or just mis- just not understood at all. Well, the way I look at it is it's a partnership. Um, we interview the client, the client interviews us, and we mutually make a decision of whether we want to go into partnership to help this client obtain justice through the legal system, uh, whether or not they've lost a loved one from wrongful death or whether or not they or a member of their family has been seriously injured. And the partnership component of it is that we agree to represent them without them paying us any money, and we agree to pay all of the costs associated with that claim, and we're confident enough in our ability to recognize the value of their claim recognize the relationship we want to have with them, that we're willing to defer any compensation until we get a resolution that's beneficial to them. You know, that's that, commonly called a contingent fee. That is, that is uh, that's scary to, to a, certain, a certain extent that you're taking on that risk that you're going to win. So it really emphasizes the importance of you understanding the matter when you take it, you being comfortable with the client that you're representing, that you feel comfortable in your own abilities, your firm's abilities to be qualified to win a decision, whether that goes to trial or whether that's settled before trial. But that's a that's a big undertaking. And when you know when people talk about the high percentages of the contingency that that attorneys are paid, will understand that they're taking all of the risk, as you just explained. All you're not paid anything for the out-of-pocket cost, or your attorney time involved in defending that matter. That's exactly true. And, you know, the way we do it 
is very much tied into what you described. One of the things we talk about all the time is staying in our lane. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of areas of the law that we don't practice. I have lawyers who are specialists in different areas, and we try to focus on cases in our lane, cases in the areas that we specialize in because we know the law, we know what's required, we know the burden of proof, and we know what it takes to move those cases forward. Um, but the other component is interacting with the client, making sure this is a true, legitimate claim. Right. Uh, you know, we're not interested in clients trying to win the lottery. We're trying to get them justice. We're trying to get them a fair resolution of the claim and compensation for what they've really lost. Mm -hmm. And that's the ethical approach that we take to the claims. And that's why I like meeting with the clients to have this kind of discussion with them so that they have a clear understanding of what's required and we communicate clearly what we're going to do. And when we have that relationship, when we have that partnership, then we can go forth and diligently work very, very hard and invest our money into their, their cases and invest our time into their cases to get them that justice. Right. It is. It really, if I'm on the other side of, of, of Dean in, in that situation, I have comfort that you're pr you're putting your time, your money at risk to defend or to represent my issue, my concern where I've been wronged. So to me, that's comforting. And quite honestly, to to participate in the, in the upside of that or the justice side of that seems appropriate as well. And and really, it's a it's a totally different relationship that that the attorney and the PI firm have compared to me hiring an attorney and paying them by the hour. They, in that situation, they win no matter what. In the situation that I have with you and your firm, you only win if we all win. Right. And, you know, the only other thing I would add to that is we're not just putting our time and money into the case, but we're also putting our personality and our reputation into the case. Right. So the personality side is our passion our passion as a partner in the case to do everything we can ethically to prevail in the case. But the reputation part comes in where the lawyers that we're fighting against know that if we've taken the case, we believe in the case, we've vetted the case, we know the case has value, and that reputation really helps our client. One of the proudest things that we have with our firm is we do a lot of medical negligence work. And Almost all the medical negligence defense lawyers I know uh, very frequently refer their friends and loved ones to us to handle cases when they have potential medical negligence claims. That uh, speaks a lot. I, I think that's a real big honor. Yeah. We've represented several uh, automobile uh, claims adjusters when you know we've been fighting them for years where they don't want to pay us what we think the case is worth and then they get hurt in an accident and they've dealt with all of these personal injury claims and they hire us mm -hmm. uh to me from a reputation standpoint that's one of the highest honors we can have yeah that speaks very highly of the quality and the passion that you have for it now i know you well enough dean to know that there's an alignment of what you do on a professional level and the passion you have personally for that, that there's a, you're in sync with that. And I trust that the other members of your firm are, are like that too. And that really makes for the winning combination where you pair up with the client that you represent. So I applaud you for that. And I think that's a, 
that's what we all strive for in our profession and our personal life to be able to line those up. And, and you've done a great job with that. So oh, thank you for doing that. And thank you for being being there for those people that need that t that type of representation, because there's a there's a lot of people out there that need that. And and uh, thank you for being there for them. Well, you know, I frequently will say I don't want any of my friends to ever need us as a lawyer. But I think they have too much at stake to hire anybody else. Very, uh, very I don't want anybody to be hurt. I don't want anybody to, you know, if there was if there were no more automobile accidents, if there was no more abuse or neglect or exploitation of vulnerable adults, if there was no more medical negligence, I'd be happy. Be I'd happy find camper. another job. Right. Well, Dean, this has been very informative. We have talked about what you, the tips you should do, the steps you should take when hiring an attorney and just how a personal injury attorney and, and law practice works. Thank you so much for the nuggets of knowledge that you brought to us today. We look forward for future shows with you, Dean. Thank you again. You've been watching the Answers That Count podcast. I'm your host, Charles Musgrove. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Have a blessed week. Peace.